da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Hey, man, fam. It is Brian and Richard here. We are sans Kent tonight because we're dividing and conquering. Mm-hmm. Kent is going to record some fun content uh, for you at this current hour. And uh, Brian and I are doing the same because, you know, you may not get all three of us, which is a bummer, uh, but you'll get multiple episodes across uh, the various Mad About Movies and Mad About Movies VIP feeds and the recently launched and announced uh, Mad About the VIPs, which are very, very important people <laughs> uh, that, you know, they pay 25 grand a month mm-hmm. and you get one mm-hmm. extra episode. <laughs> one extra so I like that. 25 grand a, month. a year yeah yeah okay all right that's fair that's so, fair. i, I mean <laughs> i mean yeah i think so too i mean yeah it's 300 grand annually <laughs> but it's you know mm-hmm. and we curse on that one right so you get the right. full it's, it's worth it fully like uncensored HBO. yeah and i'm nude during it as mm-hmm. well right it's not a video podcast but you can tell you, you can tell. <laughs> you can totally tell <laughs> Anywho, uh, no, it's good to be here with you, Brian. It's fun to, you know, kind of talk with you without Kent. We can we can let our hair down. We, you know, he's he's a real taskmaster mm-hmm, yeah. uh, behind the scenes, and now we can kind of, you know, just be us uh, and just and just be fun. But we've got uh, we've got a fun fun episode for you planned here. We're gonna get right into it. We're not gonna talk, you know, any of this boring <laughs> um, movie news stuff that everyone hates, you know. <laughs> we uh, we've had <laughs> no. We're gonna get we're gonna get. I mean, we, we I have got about thirty minutes on Angel Has Fallen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we can get into this movie sure. if that's okay. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I'm not gonna talk while you do Angel Has Fallen, and then I will give my thirty minute review as well, and then we can talk Peanut Butter Falcon. That's what I was thinking anyway. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. And and, and only saw now. I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> No, we're going to talk uh, the Peter Butter Falcon. This is a movie. These these are fun. Every few years, this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, these kind of things that sneak up on you. I don't know about you. I mean, I follow the film industry a bit via social media and, and news sources, but not to, quite to the extent that you do, uh, Brian. So I'm interested in your thoughts on how much you saw this coming because I didn't know this movie existed mm-hmm. until maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, uh, two two or three weeks ago, it was like, oh, this and it looked cool. And I like, I will talk about this more. I like Shia LaBeouf as an actor when he's not doing weird. I mean, Nymphomaniac is you know my bible, but there's when he but when he's not over. We and he's a talented artist and stuff, but like when he just acts in movies, you're like, oh, this guy's really charismatic. You know, I remember seeing him in the first stupid Transformers movies, and he elevates that movie because he's a really good cinematic actor. And so it was fun to see him kind of return to that after mm-hmm. you know uh, spending time with his hobby of getting arrested at art installations. <laughs> that John Mulaney joke at the IFC Awards. He's yes. like, we were gonna make a joke about. Uh, Shia LaBeouf getting arrested at his art installation, but he was busy getting arrested at one of his art installations. Um, just yeah. busted out. That's my new Mulaney. It's a good Mulaney, dude. It's a good Mulaney. Um, it's a little bit like 1930s bad guy, mm-hmm. and then yeah. sort of like a little a tinge of Jiminy Glick, <laughs> and you have it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, no problem. What's your big beef with the Nazis? <laughs> Best Jiminy Glick joke to Mel Brooks. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to quote that one every week now. 
Um, so, so yeah, so I, I was kind of excited. This is also, I think you're, you're with me on this, that time of year where it's just good to see a movie that's like nothing's blowing up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? And, yeah. and you and I don't hate pop culture, pop corny. I mean, we're, we're not like snobs on that. Mm-hmm. I, I love a, a Marvel movie that's good or anything, you know, I like, I'm a Hobbs and Shaw. I'm I, There's a place for everything, but Remember when we first started doing the show? What was the the way way back and stuff like that yeah. was kind of similar release date. We were just like, honestly, probably a stupid release date for this movie because it made like nothing. Mm-hmm. But for me, yeah. awesome release date because it's just like the perfect little um, reprieve mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. and that's French for reprieve. <laughs> um, for that. So anyway, I'll shut up because I've been talking for 71 straight minutes and I want to hear your thoughts going into this movie and so on. Yeah. I hadn't heard of this until South by in March, I think. Okay. This year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it started, uh, started getting a little buzz there. That doesn't, <clears throat> I don't know if, for people who are for the, for those of you that really pay attention to the festival circuit and all that kind of stuff, this will not be information for you. But if you don't, if you're kind of the a layman when it comes to movie industry stuff, like that happens a lot. There's about between yeah, South by those. and can and TIFF and Sundance and whatever of the other big ones that I'm, I'm leaving out. There's probably 50 plus movies every year that generate buzz and that people are super pumped about. And man, this movie's going to set the world on fire. And then they, they never really see the light of day. You know, it's four years later before they get released on Crackle Plus or something. And it's just, it's just the I way that it I think it'd be goes. good publicity for our podcast if we went to a film festival and we had like an electrical apparatus and then out of it popped Devin Rattray, <laughs> the guy from Home Alone, mm-hmm. and then we could say we generated buzz. Oh, look at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we wouldn't be lying. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we can say that you know the Matter About Movies podcast really generated yeah. some buzz down mm-hmm. at TIFF. Yeah. And then theoretically, <laughs> I don't know how that plays into success for us, but we'll get to that yeah, later. We'll cross that bridge right. at a later point. That's steps two and three. Step four <laughs> yeah. is the profit. So it's fine. Obviously. It'll work out for it's us. One step way five is we rage pretty hard with <laughs> Devin Rattray. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love this plan. Um that's great. So anyway, this was one that, no that, that did generate quite a bit of buzz. Our friend Megan saw it, and I, and I know she she was tweeting about it and stuff. And that was the first time I'd heard of it was was from there. And then I looked at the calendar, uh, trying to figure out what we were going to do this month because August is just a just a real death valley for for us. More so podcasting. this year than any other year. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah. it's always bad, but this is. This is a real desert. It's been. I mean, we're rough. talking about a movie that made three million dollars, right? I right. mean, there were some other movies that did slightly better, but might as well do a good movie. Yeah, no, that that was all, if, exactly our thinking. Like we could talk about Angel Has Fallen that made twenty million, or we could talk about a movie that actually had potential to be good. So we, we did that instead. But anyway, yeah, I was looking at the schedule and like, well, there, there it is. Cool. All right, it's actually going to get released. I anticipated, as I'm sure you probably did too, that it was going to be one that got. Got the uh, you know the New York, L.A., Minneapolis release window, not a full uh, you know wide release. And uh, so anyway, I was, I was pumped. I was glad that it that it came here, and we were happy to to do this. So I'm I'm with you uh, to to carry it into the discussion on the movie. I I I think mm, 
it became so easy to crap on Shia LaBeouf that at a certain point I was like, this isn't even fun anymore. <laughs> like he's just, this dude's just kind of lost and is adrift. And I always, I, you know, I loved, I loved him on even Stevens way back in the day. I thought that there were roles along the way where you could see the potential that he had as an, as an actor, whether it was, um, I don't know, holes and, and but, or, a guide to recognizing your saints. I love Disturbia. That's one of I think is a really underrated movie of that that era. Error, goodness, that era. Um, and I think he's really good in that. But he, it's always like, you, it always felt like, man, if this dude can ever figure out how to channel all this energy, he's going to be able to pull off some really, really good, important stuff. And then he totally lost it, right? Like we, we, he spent a full decade being kind of lost in the wilderness, right. Of, of mm-hmm. Hollywood and doing the very typical thing of like kind of bouncing back and forth between, uh, transformers movies that you could tell he really didn't want to do and felt that he was mm-hmm. too good for. And he probably was. And then it's like, well, what, how am I going to recover for that? I know I'll do nymphomaniac, you know? And it's, it's, that's, that's a pretty common story, really of, of trying Isn't to that watch Borg versus McEnroe movie. Yeah. Which was uh-huh. A weird choice, but, a conventional sports drama, which I always thought was an interesting sure, choice. Sure. And he had American honey. He's just kind of, it's not, he yeah, hasn't been, weird. he hasn't been lost for the entire time, but it's just, no, it's, no, it's no. an odd, it's just a Fury very two. odd career. Yeah. A very odd career for the last decade or decade plus. But you, I don't know. There was a certain point at which, um, our friend who's on the, the podcast, he came on and did Knox McCoy. He came on and did our episode with, uh, when we did baby driver last year, year before, I don't remember. Doesn't year before. um, He's always been like a big Shia guy, and said, "Well, we're you know we're in for it at some point. He's going to come back around." And um, and at some point, I was like, "Yeah, I think that's true because this dude has it. If he can just figure out how to stay out of trouble and and pick the right movies and and like I so I've kind of already said, but I just think he needed to channel his energy. And now he's what he is uh, thirty three, something like that, and has. A couple of movies here. He's got uh, Honey Boy coming out later this year that looks like it's going to be pretty, pretty good and pretty awards. Which he wrote, and, which yeah. he wrote as well. Yeah, exactly. He plays his dad basically, right? <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, and and so we may be in a in a place where we can we can really say, okay, now we're we're at the the Shia Sants or whatever you want. He call is it. also in an upcoming David Ayer thriller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Are you familiar with this headlining cast? I I'm looking at it now. Um, not not real sure about that one, but okay, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> David Ayer, man, what a... Mm. The Tax Collector is an upcoming American crime thriller written, produced, and directed by David Ayer. Mm. The film stars Shia LaBeouf, okay, mm-hmm. and George Lopez. <laughs> An obvious pairing. Uh, honestly, cliche obvious. at this point. We should probably... Maybe he'll be good. I mean, Ray Romano turned into a good direct, yeah. dramatic actor, yeah, maybe. sure. So he can be that. So anyway, I hope I, he's great for like sixty-one minutes, <laughs> and then just does like a six-minute rant about lowriders. <laughs> and you're like, oh, George. oh so close. Oh, <laughs> close. That it, man. man, what a bummer. Um, yeah, look, I so I'm I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for him. On. I'm glad to have him back. Uh, and this movie kind of came out of nowhere and and was exactly what you said. It is a Massive breath of fresh air in the midst of um, what has been a very, not even up and down, I think just a straight 
very disappointing blockbustery season and just to have something like this come along and and give us uh, some reprieve from that and and be like you know a real movie and not just uh somebody in a in tights or explosions or whatever mm-hmm. is is very nice and so it came along very at the right time for us but uh, i think is is a a very solid film i don't think it's great like this isn't no. a you know this isn't going to be one where i'm like gosh that's a dadgum masterpiece or something but it's uh it certainly is one of the better films that i've seen this year and yeah we'll see it's how the, that plays out for the, the rest of the year but best movie with yellow wolf in it this year i think we can say that for sure <laughs> so far so can we far. talk about the supporting cast yeah hit it so bruce dern who's always one wonderful mm-hmm. uh john bernthal which who's had some interesting performances yeah. uh unt mean green zone thomas hayden church <laughs> um who you know is good like every nine and a half years and then <laughs> <laughs> lives off that divorce his own mm-hmm. thomas hayden church <laughs> right. i should say right. everyone Whoa. knows i mean mm-hmm. the biggest show on tv um and then dakota johnson who's had a you know a really interesting like second act to her career her first act was terrible I think, mm-hmm. which is not her fault. I mean, that was a big cultural thing of, of that 50 shades of gray. And, mm-hmm. and that's a movie. Um, if it's offered to you, you kind of have to do, cause it's th- three movies and, and all that. But I think she's, she's in the midst of crawling out of that. And I actually think her choices have been, I don't really like, I'm still not there to where I love her yet yeah. on screen, but I think her choices are smart. Like I love her agent. Yes. No, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great way to put it. And then, of course, for me, uh, Mick Foley and Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> you know what's funny? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've, the, the running bit on this show, I don't know a thing about wrestling. And I, I don't. I don't care at all. And, but I saw that guy, and I was like, that's Jake the Snake. I don't know how. I, <laughs> I don't know. Is he, on, is he the one that, that Vader fights on Boy Meets World? That's probably. I think so. Okay, that's got to yeah, be. Yeah, he had an interesting. There's a documentary about him. Uh, interestingly, he was like on death's door and there's another wrestler and listeners will tweet and no, and I can't think of it because my, I don't have the encyclopedic brain of it, but another wrestler has like, you know, I mean, we all make the joke of wrestling's fake and of course it is and all that it's staged and everything, but it's like really, you know, not great on your body to do that Mm -hmm. 300 times a year. Right. Right. (laughs) And so a lot of these guys obviously, and plus you throw in some steroids and some concussions, it's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not a great way to age. Is it, is it anyway? Uh, this one ex wrestler started. It's a really interesting, Doc. I actually think you would really like it, Brian. That's why I bring it up. Is he started doing uh, teaching like yoga huh. to ex wrestlers to kind of just unfold them, you know, because their bodies sure. are so. And that and some like rehab non addiction stuff, like Jake Jake the Snake. After like two yeah. or three years of this, was was fine. That's crazy. Um, You're talking about yeah, Dallas real- Diamond Page is the uh, oh okay the yoga cool. guy. Yeah, there you go. It's it's really I saw it just happen in like a hotel room, you know, cable channel, and mm-hmm, kind of was like, mm-hmm. "What is this?" And it was like a really moving, interesting documentary that I think you would, yeah, you should stop down on sometime. Sure. But um, yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, it's a great, great the, supporting cast. Your yeah, your spot. I, I, I'm loving Bruce Dern just popping up because I, I don't yeah, feel like he too, was man. in movies at all for the longest yeah. time, and that guy's great, and he's always been great, and it's I don't know, he he's had. This is probably I'm not even wait until my eighties for my big film <laughs> yeah. career. This is like the fourth yeah, phase I mean, of his career. He's, he's so awesome. he's in all the he's in all the pretty horses in two thousand, right? Mm-hmm. And after that, 
it's just not, I mean, it's a bunch of really small movies. I mean, Walker Payne and mm. Down in the Valley and he's in Monster. That's a, that was a big movie. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of just pop it. And then Nebraska really was the first. Yeah. So he was working, but really kind of B movies, mm-hmm. which is crazy. American Cowslip, which is like that weird Val Kilmer movie. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch, a bunch of independent small films. And then, and then ever since then he had the, he, ever since, um, Nebraska, he had, well, I guess he had Django the year before Nebraska, but then he had Nebraska. He's had hateful eight. Yeah. Um, he had the Chappaquiddick movie. He had white boy, Rick, um, and then obviously once upon a time in Hollywood and then he's in the artist's wife, mm-hmm. uh, later this year. So yeah, he's, we'll, uh, he's, he's having a nice, whatever fourth or fifth phase of his yeah of his it's career awesome. it's great and yeah i love john hawks who is very small part in this daughter's but, doing great too or yeah. dern's having this mm-hmm. kind of award it's Absolutely. a dern yeah it's 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 going I, it's going you know well who for I, them. I want to give all credit to both of them to baron davis <laughs> um no okay so 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 let's get this way i these these uh filmmakers writer director team um, I was not familiar with them at all. This is this their first feature, mm-hmm. basically. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, talk about. I'd like to hear. I'm doing the uh, sideline reporter thing. <laughs> Brian, talk about. No, but uh, do, do I mean? Are these guys going to be folks you look out for going forward? Oh yeah, totally. No, this is yeah, this same. is um, this is like my favorite kind of. It's not necessarily my favorite kind of movie. I don't know how to phrase that. I love to to see um, young writers, directors, especially that are doing both sides of that. When they can get when they get an opportunity to make this is not a big movie by any means, no. but it is a but huge a, movie compared someone to someone gave what them six million dollars yes, to do absolutely. it. To Com- compared to what they're normally going to do, like shooting eight thousand dollar handheld camera type movies. You know what I mean? Like that's probably mm-hmm. what we're looking at without something like this. So I love to see, I, I love to see new voices, um, especially writer director types uh, that get an opportunity and, and make the most of that and do something really cool with it. And it's almost like, you know, I can appreciate this movie for what it is, but it's as I'm sitting there watching it, it's almost like I, I, I can't help but kind of jump ahead and think, well, gosh, man, these are the type of you know you, you put these guys in a in a give the, give them more money give them a bigger cast give them more time to make a movie and goodness you start to think about like what the next thing's going to be because you would you would be obviously I would be kind of surprised at this point if they're not on if there weren't some calls made right in the last six oh, yeah. months from from studios saying hey what are you guys working on now or what totally. we have this project would you be interested in coming in and and doing that that yeah uh, these are yeah the thing of you know, well, not unlike pardon me i'm forgetting her name the director of the writer that's now doing yeah, the yeah, Eternals. yeah um um shoot uh chloe Zhao. is that no, yeah 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 Anyway, uh, I'll look yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, would you be surprised at all if they're going, hey, we're doing right, you right. know, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars on a kind of Western-style planet and these guys are doing Absolutely. it? Absolutely. like, oh, yeah, yeah okay, cool. Yeah, and you all look right. at uh, Gareth, uh, I always want to say it's Gareth Evans, but it's Gareth Edwards that did Monsters yeah. and then did Rogue One, sure. or uh, Duncan Jones with Moon, and then that catapulted to three not great yeah. movies, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like they were huge, <laughs> you know, big opportunities with, right. with studios and stuff to do. So yes, these, these guys, uh, Tyler Nielsen and, and Michael Schwartz, that's, 
I'd be very surprised, honestly, if, if we're not hearing their name attached to not even necessarily like a huge property, like Black Panther 4 or something like that. You know what I mean? But but yeah, just to no. like, hey, the the whatever studios uh, uh, just, you know, Paramount just just booked yeah. a deal with, uh, with totally. Nielsen. They're doing a heist like movie. That. Yeah, and absolutely. With- Hugh Jackman, and right? You're like, oh yeah, right. okay. yeah. That totally, cool. totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. And so it's it's yeah. almost it didn't take away from the movie by any means, but I it's like I almost had to check myself in this movie and just appreciate it for what it is without trying to think of like, gosh, what are they going to do next? Because goodness, totally. This is I had the same experience. I don't know what that is, but I had the same experience of going. This feels like the first movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of an important career. Sure. I don't know why I thought that because I didn't love love this, but this just mm-hmm, felt like. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I had that context of it. So I'm actually really curious to what they do next Same. because I like to be right on those kind of things. <laughs> sure. And it's like, this felt like, okay, we felt this out and we took a risk with, with Shia and Dakota Johnson. And, 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 and then next let's talk about this, this great actor that they found the, the, the young man with down syndrome, Zach Gottes, got Sagan, got Sagan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got Sagan is what I'm going with. Got Sagan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, 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 what a find he was. I mean, he's a really, you know, a lot of times with people with some sort of handicap or challenge, you know, you, you risk them sometimes be treated as like a prop that, yes. you know, these yes. able people can, you know, use to give these great performances. And they really, I thought, beautifully mm-hmm. avoided that mm-hmm. and really deftly avoided that and that he is every bit as much of a character as he should be, uh, as 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 the other yes. the other leads, you know, he's not a device to show how what a good person Shia LaBeouf right. is or anything like right. that. You know, it's 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 not a uh, it's it's not that I really I really appreciated yes. that. Thought that's a really a um he he his not taking away from his performance at all, but the way that's handled is mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. deft scripting. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a you're you're spot on. It's that was kind of my fear. <clears throat> excuse oh, me, yeah. going into Same. the movie was that. Um, it was, I was afraid, honestly, that it was going to feel like a movie that worked in 2005, but doesn't work in 2019, yeah. right? That we could be like, well, we're telling this, I, I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but we, we do this thing where we say, well, the story is really important. And so, um, it doesn't really matter how we tell it or how well we tell sure. it, um, because it, it matters, you know, it's, it's an important story and you're like, well, but you could do both you could have an important <laughs> story bad, right? that is a good movie as well and that things are handled correctly and done in a great way and so i was a little nervous about that going in and it was was mitigated pretty pretty quickly yeah. I, I they they kind of put me at ease the scripting on that is very well done um he you're you're, you're right he's not used as a prop or uh even like a storytelling device he um, is I mean he's the main character of the movie totally. and and that he's and I love that I love that 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 way of doing things and and he's excellent as an actor like he did a really great job with it and LaBeouf did an awesome job too it's 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 all three parts of that right like the, great the, chemistry yeah great chemistry and I've seen the them do and, some promo and stuff I think they're really yes, kind of become yes. really good friends and stuff which is you know, that chemistry right. really shows and he got there's a moment in the movie where his I think it's LaBeouf's character says like basically says like this isn't a buddy comedy man like we're you know we're we're gonna uh and yeah I mean that's exactly what it is it really is um a a buddy a buddy movie and that 
could be done so poorly. That could be handled yeah. so, yeah. so poorly. Yeah. And, and and frankly, could be handled very poorly with the best of intentions, too. Like, it could be handled poorly on, like, a really gross, yeah, yeah. geez, a, what are we doing here level? It's but, a moral triumph yes, and yes. an intelligence triumph. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people would fail at both, or some would get the morality right, but they mm-hmm, just wouldn't mm-hmm. think through it, and it would seem stupid yeah. and offensive. Uh, they achieve on both levels. Totally agree. Yeah, he's he's great, man. It was a, it was a really, and it's it was great to um, I don't know. It, it felt like they really allowed him to to open up and be part and be a not just part of the movie, be the movie, and not not just have to kind of be relegated to uh, to second class citizen sort of territory that we uh, totally. that we get too often. Well, um. We'll talk about kind of the last little portion of this, and then you want to grade it out and give sure, it a sure. the old recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, Story wise, I mean, it's it's very Huck Finnish. It's very yeah. that kind of um, classic story in a lot of ways. Was there was there anything twist wise that that threw you, or did you kind of um, wise? I was. I don't know whether I should have been surprised by this. I was kind of surprised that that. Uh, Oh, what's the character's name? Thomas Hayden Church, what, Saltwater Redneck. Yeah, I was surprised he came back. I didn't think yeah. that was. I didn't think that that was the route that the movie was going. I could see the, the kind of uh, the dots that we were going to connect post walking away from that encounter, and that you, you know you're going to have. Okay, now we're about we're going to have the blow up where uh, uh, Tyler and Zach have their you know have that moment where they're not buddies anymore. And, and Tyler has, you know, you, you knew that stuff was coming. Right. And I didn't, I didn't know. I don't think I expected saltwater redneck to roll back up and for it to go from there where it, where it ultimately ended Mm. up going. And that was really cool. That was very, there were a lot of moments in this that I found very touching and, and, uh, you know, a little dusty given that I, you know, I'm very easy movie crier and stuff. And there were, there were several moments Mm -hmm. I thought were, were great on that front and and him coming back and and Zach having that moment that, that I told you so moment was really cool and I and I didn't 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 see that didn't see that coming. Now I don't think it's a great execution well the wrestling school yeah the dismount's a little off. The the wrestling school thing was cool and then it just kind of felt like well what do we do now? <laughs> and so uh we're gonna end this with uh a spoiler alert obviously but um the wrestling sequence itself was very cool to have that kind of very abruptly jump into uh, Tyler getting cracked in the head with the, with the tire iron and is he dead or maybe he's not dead. And now we're leaving for Florida together in about a minute and a half, you know, is a really rushed way to end this whole thing. And maybe things could have been done a little tighter on that front, but, um, but overall it wasn't, whether they're not that ending, I don't know if you would say that's a twist or not, but it, it was a it was a bit of an odd dismount from where we had come up to that point for me. Totally agree. Totally agree. I, I uh but that's fine. You know, in a little six million dollar movie, that's mm-hmm. you don't get mm-hmm. to, you know, have six attempts on things and all of that. So it it certainly worked for me as a as an you know, a small film. And uh, I thought it was it was really weird. it probably won't be in my top ten of the year, but this will definitely make my top twenty. I think for sure. I really, I, I really, mm-hmm. I really like this. Um, cool. Well, you want to grade this out? Sure. Said it. 
I'll go first. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this an A minus. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna give this an A minus. I thought I'm interested in these filmmakers going forward. I think they're, especially the screenwriter is really intelligent and uh, love a lot of the performances. And uh, yeah, no, I liked it a lot. Brian, what about you? I'm gonna go a little higher and go with an A. I think it nice because this has been such a disappointing year up to this point Damn. too. I, I it, maybe that is shading my grade just a tiny bit, but also I think it does have a chance of being in in my top ten coming come the end of the year. And I think uh, both of those performances, LaBeouf and uh, and Zach Gottsagen, excuse me, um, those are two of my favorite performances of the year. And I, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to. To feel like, at least, I don't think either, in, nobody in this is probably competing for an Oscar, really. Not really. You know, we can say, oh, that was great. But I may come to the end of the year feeling like, um, I'm not sure I saw five better performances than that. So we'll we'll see. And maybe maybe also the uh, the real launching point of uh, of the Shia Sons. So we're seeing. But yeah, dude, I, I very much enjoyed this. Thought it was, thought it was very well done. Hit, uh, hit all the, the check marks that you want and... Was a very, an extremely competently well made, touching, mm-hmm. emotionally compelling movie. Without, with also, I think, without being, uh, without straying into emotional terrorism sort of level of, uh, you know, the, yeah. the, the this is us sort of way of making people cry. Say. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Well, uh, two A grades, an A and an A minus from us. And uh, this will definitely be one to, to watch out for, especially as it, I can't imagine it'll be in theaters for too long, but right. certainly one to check out on a, a, a streaming platform of, of your choosing. Mm-hmm. And it's fun that movies like this size are still making it out because I enjoyed watching this in the theater. But hey, you want to hit a weekly recommend with me? Let's do it, buddy. Weekly recommends. All right, Brian, what you got for a weekly recommend? I'm going to recommend a movie that. Uh, this movie, Peanut Butter Falcon, kind of reminded me of, and so I went back and watched uh, over this this last couple of days. It was my favorite, was my number one movie of 2013, the first year that we did this here old podcast, uh, and it still still holds up. I think still still very uh, strong and, and has all the elements that I wanted it to have, and maybe a couple. I think it hits in a couple places where Peanut Butter Falcon kind of felt slightly short, and that's Mud, Jeff Nichols' movie with uh, McConaughey and. Ty Sheridan and Reese Witherspoon and stuff from uh, from 2013 uh, that uh, pretty small. I don't think it was as small as this. I'd have to go back and look and see what kind of money it made, but wasn't a lot of money by any means. Jeff Nichols is one of my favorite directors uh, at the moment, and I'm always kind of excited to see what he has uh, what he has next. Yeah, Mud made 32 million worldwide, so I don't. I think that'll be quite a bit more than than Peanut Butter Falcon, but. Um, just a really simple, same kind of thing, same simple sort of mentor mentee kind of relationship. And that, that at times turns more into two buddies and, uh, just kind of an odd pairing and and whatnot. And, and, uh, has the kind of the soul of the South kind of built into it and, and a, and a very strong, a very strong performance for McConaughey in the midst of, of the old McConaissance. So. Uh, check that one out if you haven't. Mud, Jeff Nichols from uh, 2013. Nice. That is a that is a that is a strong one. Um, yeah. No. It's a. Uh, it's it's that time of year where like all content goes away to die, right? <laughs> we we all are are caught like re rewatching old stuff and 
and uh, and all that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a book that I read a few few weeks ago. Um, it's a short little book that I think you would enjoy. It kind of operates as both a meditation on and uh, and a biography of Frank Sinatra. Hmm. It's called Why Sinatra Matters. Um, it was written. F- there's a new version with a little extended forward that's written more recently on his hundredth, what would have been his hundredth birthday, but it was written after he died. Um, and it's, it's a kind of a quick biography of, of why, obviously why he matters. It's by a guy named Peter Hamill, who's a, who is a New York journalist and who knew Sinatra. Um, but it, you know, Sinatra is an endlessly fascinating character in American culture and what he represents a kind of across that mid century divide, um, and the way music and film and all those things come together and then break apart again and and all that so it's if you're interested in kind of american culture it's like um it's probably about a 150 page book i mean it's it's nothing Mm. not it's an easy you can read it over a couple nights and uh, i think uh i think the listeners to this would really enjoy it and then if you like that there's some really weighty big this is a two-part sinatra biography series that i'm about to dive into because this kind of wet my appetite Mm. but uh this this certainly works as a not so much a cliff notes, but an interesting. It's it's very well written as well. So nice, yeah, nice. Well, cool. All right, Brian. Well, I'm looking for you online, and I can't seem to find you. Where do I find you? Well, I've blocked you, obviously. But uh, oh. if if the listeners, Was it the pictures, or? well, you know, after the 400th, um, up to that point, I was fine. Listeners, if you want to find me, you can find me on the Twitter, BGill12. You can find my writing about moviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Richard, where can I find you? You can find me on all social media at Richard Barden. You can find me on the show, newsletters, VIP and regular and all that good stuff. We've got some good content on the written format coming for you guys in the next uh, few weeks and months as we kind of ease this ship into fall and then award seasons uh, coming out of this summer. So anyway, this is a fun episode. Good talking this little movie with you, Brian. And uh, I'll, see all, I'll see you, Brian, and all the rest of you at Les Cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me yeah, yeah. Yeah.